Welcome to the Founders with Purpose podcast, where I interview early stage founders about their mission, why they chose startup life, and how they will get where they're going. I'm your host, Darian Parrish, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, we're here with Camille, the co-founder of Renobi. Camille, thank you for joining us. Could you tell us a little bit more about what Renobi is and why you decided to start the company? Sure thing. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, So again, my name is Camille McKenzie. I am the CEO and co-founder of Renobi, which is a analytics platform for commercial construction. We also integrate and audit data that's flowing through to our platform that we then push into business intelligence reports for commercial construction companies in order to make strategic decision making. And so we're kind of a new business. We just founded the company um, at the end of last year. And the reason we got into it is because we saw a massive problem in the industry where they were making a lot of decisions based on their intuition and gut, which ends up costing companies on average $2 billion per year, which obviously is a huge waste and is what what is holding a lot of companies back. And so we really wanted to be able to solve that. And that's where we sort of came up with this idea. Um, My co-founder, Carson, who is also my husband, um, he has been doing integrations and data management for capital projects for 12 years. And so has seen this on an even larger scale and knew that there needed to be something done in order to make this better for everyone. And that's where we came up with this idea. And it's been just a, a big deal since then. Yeah, I think it's great. And, and um, a new startup is always a big deal. So um, we, we try and talk to folks as early as possible. Uh, making data-driven decisions is so important, and, and I really understand this problem. But why construction? Is that a passion of yours and in, in your co-founder? And I know you mentioned the um, co-founder doing data management projects, but was that in construction industry or, or a different space? Yes, um, so he's been working in capital projects, which are really large scale construction um, projects that are typically for the EPC space, which is um, energy and then oil and gas. And so he's been doing that for major companies worldwide, including Bechtel, Shell, Chevron, Exxon, and a number of other companies who have these massive joint ventures where they're trying to build these various um, nuclear power plants and the like. And they have had a lot of issues with being able to connect their data. And we'd actually begun our journey through this product by focusing on doing a distributed ledger, which was being able to connect all of these different companies and subcontractors in these joint ventures and getting all of their data to work for them by putting it all into this distributed ledger, which provides a single source of truth for their information. But as we dug further into our product market fit and our customer segments, we realized that the way to go was really to start at the individual level and that companies really didn't have all of their data in line in order to be able to then share with other companies on a project. And so we sort of pivoted away from the distributed ledger aspect of what we do and focused more on the individual business. Um, realizing that we're a bit ahead of our time on the distributed ledger portion of that. And so that's sort of where we got into that is having that founder market fit in construction and really seeing what was happening with their data and what was such a big challenge for them and being able to take what we knew in our knowledge in terms of data and integrations and take that and be able to provide them with the solution that would really work for them. Great. And I I think um, there's always some uh, even if it's not a major pivot, some learning to be done from the primary research. 
Let, let's talk about the model because you, you mentioned selling to the individual um, entity, but what about to an individual employee, um, which has been commonly referred to as the bottoms up approach for SaaS or software? Is mm -hmm. that something where it's possible that um, an individual within a firm adopts your software and finds utility in it and then um, brings in the data from the entire company or project? Uh, or does it really only work if it's used um, at the, the project or company scale? Um, really, the way we've gone about approaching it is that we sort of have three different people that are involved in the pain points behind what we solve. There's the end user, which are typically people on the job site, someone that's working in HR, scheduling, estimating, pre-con, um, whatever that may be. And then you've also got the decision maker, somebody who's at the executive C-suite level, who's looking to make long-term decisions regarding their business, um, what projects they've been bidding on, what's been successful. And then you also have the IT group, which they're the ones that have been tasked with solving this problem over the last several years and trying to figure out how can they formulate and aggregate all of this data that's company-wide and be able to provide this in an easy to understand solution in a business intelligence report. And so since they're really the heart of where that struggle mainly lies, they're the most critical pain point that's there. We've approached it from the aspect of going after the CTO, the CIO, IT managers, um, sometimes construction technology managers, and the innovation directors if a company has one. And they've really been the ones who've been our biggest champions because they're the ones that are living and breathing this problem every day and they haven't been able to solve it. So we really kind of targeted in on exactly who that customer person is in the company and then been able to get them on board. And because we aggregate data that is across all departments in a construction company, it's really been a, it's really us being able to target that key group that has been responsible for that. And then once you got them on board, you've got everybody else. And so we've sort of taken that approach to it instead of trying to go around the other way or go onto the project um, or on the job site in particular, only because they're going to get an impact of it once it's in place. Um, but really, they're not the key ones that are the decision making makers behind it. It's really the top level of the business or the CTO, CIO, and the IT group. And so we've really taken that approach to it. Great. And um, being a data analytics product, let's shift the focus inward to, to talk about the metrics uh, that you're analyzing, um, maybe the metrics you're using to determine the success um, of an initiative or even just the, the general go-to-market what are you measuring and how do you determine if you're you're staying on course? Um, really from the perspective of the different clients that we have, the main thing that we are measuring for them is their project performance in a lot of cases. And so you've got different aspects that you can look at across the company to make business decisions on, but the main thing that really comes down to for their bottom line is how is this project performing? Has it performed better over you know, historical trends in the past? And so because of the nature of our software, you can actually take historical trends versus trending data and be able to see, is this the project that we should continue bidding on? Does this really give us the best bottom line for what we're putting the work into that? Um, you know, it's maybe doing work on hospitals. Maybe that just doesn't do it for us. You know, we don't really make what we're looking to make when we take on those particular projects. Um, and so it's really allowed them to um, initiate a business intelligence um, campaign that will allow them to be able to see what affects their bottom line, which then in turn 
establishes better trust with the clients that they work with because then they're working on projects that they know they'll be able to deliver the most amount of value both for the client and themselves. And so that's really what we've been putting our biggest focus into is taking all these different aspects of what the company does because they all feed into the project at the end. Um, and so ultimately, when you start in, on a project, you've got all this um, different data that's happening in pre-con, which is pre-construction. And then you've got things moving forward from there with scheduling and then estimating and procurement. And then eventually you're working into the design and the actual job site. And so really it all comes down to the end. How is the project performing? What's the health of that project? And how does that affect the bottom line and how we move forward? Because as soon as you can get that right, then you've got a better business moving forward because you can bring the right people on at the right time to keep things in line, on schedule, on budget. And that really, in the end, affects how their business does and how well they move forward. Great. And it's it's pretty early, but do you have any um, you know, hard data on what the ROI is for some of these customers or, or even maybe just directionally um, or order of magnitude? How much of a benefit is this to the customer? Maybe as a signal to if you're really solving a, a big pain point um, or, you know, is this something where you're still looking for that that um, golden goose? Um, well, at the stage that we're at, unfortunately, no, I don't have any hard numbers on it yet. But what I can tell you is the impact of what this will be in sort of a metaphor. So one of the people that we have been working with and who has been a great mentor to us at Brassfield and Gory put it like this, what our product will solve is going to be monumental. His analogy was that we are Elon Musk 10 years ago when he was telling everybody that he was going to build a self-driving car. Nobody believed him and they didn't believe that it was something that was possible. And then now we see where Elon Musk has made it to 10 years later and how that has become a reality. And really our product, um, and what I believe it will do and what we have seen it perform in our own environment is that it will be that revolutionary to the industry because this has been the unsolvable problem. Nobody believes that it can be solved. It's not that they don't trust our technology or anything like that. It's just the problem has been persisting for so long and nobody has come up with an answer to that. And knowing that when we get in with pilot programs and the people that we'll be working with this year, once we have that real world data that's being pulled into our platform and we're able to show how this has been solved, it's going to be monumental to the industry. And unfortunately, I can't put that into hard terms necessarily about what that means for each individual client, and it will vary for each of them, but it will be enough of a significant impact that this will be something that no matter the size of the company, they'll want to be able to use it because it will be so instrumental into their business and their decision making that it's going to be important. Well, it's, it's great to hear that you ha have very large ambitions and, and that I think um, often it takes a while to prove those out. So, um, and as in, you know, in your Elon Musk example, he's, he's, I'm a big fan of his and uh, I think it, you know, took a decade or so to, to make some of those dreams come true. So uh, we, we won't hold you accountable for this after, after a few months. So uh, let's, let's talk about, you know, what success looks like if you do accomplish that vision, because um, using technology in both in traditional industries, whether it's healthcare, uh, manufacturing, I think is interesting. Um, there's there's a lot of um, productivity gains that can be driven there, and then you know obviously capital efficiency as well. But what does mm -hmm. that do for for I guess society or people? You know, is it um, we do you see this making um, construction projects just um, more viable at a lower cost? Is it that we get, you know, new infrastructure faster? Tell us a little more about 
um, what this does for the, the ordinary person. I feel like to both your points, yes, I think it would help with both of those areas. Um, because really in a lot of construction companies now, um, you have very few who are making that move to adopting analytics in their business. And you can only imagine what that's done for some of the under, other industries that are out there, such as marketing, insurance has already gone that route. And it's made huge gains for them and being able to provide a, vet, a better product to their clients. But I think especially when it comes to construction and infrastructure in general, which is really affecting the general public, I feel like that it's going to be a massive um, increase to what is being done in their particular projects because being able to be on time, being on budget um, enables them to do projects faster and therefore is completing more work throughout a year, which is making it more possible for people who need public spaces, who need roadways completed. Um, you're looking at more things being done for the general public that was not you know, typically able to be accomplished in the time that's been given. Because when you don't know what information is in your business, you don't know what's going on, you don't know you know, how the project is performing and could we do this better? And next time we do this, we can look at this information instead and next time we can do it, you know, a month sooner or on time. And therefore it gives us more ability to complete more projects in a year um, and be able to provide the general public with more um, accessibility to public spaces. I think it'll be a huge impact on just society at large because you've got so many more things that it can occur and make people's lives better and in a faster, more efficient way I 100% think it'll have a huge impact on just the world at large. That's great. I mean, I think uh, uh, most entrepreneurs, I believe their their vision for the future is always how do we make people's lives better? And it sounds like mm -hmm. this will be impactful. And from the data side, you don't know what you don't know. And, and it sounds right. like you're, you're helping these companies know what they don't know. So... Um, I think that's great. Well, we've we've covered a lot. I want to give you an opportunity to tell us anything about Renobi um, or yourself or the the journey that we haven't already gone over that you think is is noteworthy for the listeners. Um, I think it's just noteworthy that um, we have yet another company that's coming into the space that you know there's several construction tech firms that are out there that are developing these different startup ideas and things like that, but not too often do you come across a husband and wife firm, much less a woman-led company as well. Um, and so I know that that for us has been kind of a big thing as we get asked about that often is working with your spouse and having a woman-led company in a traditionally male field, which is construction. And I feel like that's kind of a big impact that we've had is that I've never looked at it in any way suggesting that what we do is based on my gender, but it never hurts that there's more women that are getting interested in these particular fields and knowing that they can go out there and you know achieve great things when it comes to that. And being able to do all of that with my husband but by my side has been incredibly helpful. Um, we just get along wonderfully. I'm an INTJ, he's an INTP, and we just have compatible personality types. And so I know that's kind of been a question that's come up is just how do you work with someone? But when it's your best friend, and you've known them for 18 years and been married for 11, it's just kind of a natural fit that that's who I would trust to start a business with. And I just think um, more people that are getting into this field realize that, you know, just a team is what takes to really make a company work well. And I feel like we have a really good one. And I just think that what we've got happening with what we're doing in construction is going to be massive. But in terms of expanding out from that our biggest plans are once we kind of get a hold on construction then we're going to be radiating out to a construction adjacent industry and energy and manufacturing and so we're really trying to take what we're doing and expand it even further because i feel like 
There are other solutions out there for business intelligence, and there are other solutions out there for integrations, but not many things that combine both into one. And I feel like um, in some aspects, this will be something that other people start to build upon, and you'll start seeing other products that come out with this where they try to attempt to take that and combine these different things and utilize them in other industries. And I feel like this will just be something that grows even bigger from here. And I feel like that's a really good thing because data is important. It really informs you on so many different things in life and can really help you make better decisions in that way. And I feel like who who isn't better off by having that knowledge at your fingertips in that way, especially in this day and age with how many different things we access on a daily basis. And I feel like that's just really going to be the next wave going forward. Yeah, I think that's that's a great thought. And um, when you're working on a really important problem, it's competition is often welcome. And mm -hmm. especially when you're convinced of your unique value proposition. Um, so it's, it's really great to have that confidence. I also really appreciate you sharing about the team because uh, mm -hmm. I, I would love to launch a, a joint venture with my wife. Uh, we, we have a mm -hmm. idea phase and I hope she would want to lead it. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, it's also one of the things I try and do on the podcast is, is have parity, uh, gender parity of, of guests I have. So I re mm -hmm. really appreciate you coming on the show. It's it's very impressive what you've done thus far with Renobi, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll have you again on for uh, an update. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. That's it for this episode. Please be sure to follow Founders with Purpose and tune in again soon.